Welcome back to another episode of the Shag Sports Talk Podcast. This is episode 28 of the Shag Sports Talk Podcast, and we're back with another episode going over my 2023 NFL division predictions. Today, we got the AFC East and the AFC South. The AFC East is arguably the best division of football. Aaron Rodgers now in the Jets. You still got the Dolphins with that high-powered offense. And you got the Bills who are looking to contend for a Super Bowl this season. And the Patriots with Bill Belichick will always give you close games. So you got the AFC East and then the AFC South where Jacksonville is looking to take a step forward after the divisional round exit last year. And I would say which was a surprise because last year no one really thought they would win the division. Everyone was on Indy. To win the division. Jacksonville came out of nowhere, won nine games, got into the playoffs, beat the Chargers, and then they ended up losing to the Chiefs in a very close game. So they're looking to take that year two step with Trevor Lawrence entering his third season in the NFL. Okay, so I don't want to waste any more time. I want to get straight to the predictions. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Okay, so we are going to start off with the AFC East, which I think is the best division in football. You've got the New England Patriots, who we talked about this earlier. They're always scrappy with Bill Belichick. They're always going to be in these games for the most part versus the top teams, the Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, all these teams. They're going to be in these games against the upper echelon of the NFL. Then you get the Dolphins or in the Jets. The Jets are a very interesting team. They just got Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. They improved. They went 7-10 and 10 with Zach Wilson as their quarterback and Mike White. Now you bring Aaron Rodgers to the mix, and I think they're bound to, you know, have a great season. And then you got the Dolphins, where last year they made the playoffs and they're looking good. Then Tua gets hurt, and, you know, all the stuff starts to fall apart. They lose in the wild card. You know, it comes down to Tua's health, but the Miami's roster is really good. They got Jalen Ramsey. He got hurt, but he'll be back at some point during the season, we hope. You know, Dolphins on paper, they look really good roster-wise. And then you get the Bills. The Bills, disappointing exit to last season. They're going to try to come out and make a statement in week one. And I think they're actually going to have a pretty good season for the most part, you know, with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, you know, he had some red zone problems last year, uh, last season. But, you know, I think that he, it's kind of a, it was a fluky thing because typically that's never really been his problem. And now, all of a sudden, it is a big problem for Josh Allen. I don't think it's going to be a problem this year. The defense was a top 10 unit in football last year. They were arguably one of the best defenses in the NFL. Expect the Bills to be good as well. So you got a loaded division. Let's get to the FanDuel odds on who's going to win the division. So, you know, the division, I think, is kind of up for grabs, you know, from last to first, pretty much. So here's what the odds are on FanDuel. I'm pulling them up right now. The odds on FanDuel. So in last place, they have the Patriots at plus 1,800. And then you got the Dolphins at plus 290. You got the Jets at plus 250. And then you got the Buffalo Bills as the favorite to win the AFC East at that plus 120 mark. Okay. Let's get to the, the, the prediction. In last place. I have the New England Patriots finishing 7-10. and 10. The Patriots are pretty interesting. So last year, or two years ago, Mac Jones is a rookie, leads the team to the playoffs. They get smacked, smacked by the Bills. 
they got ran off the field. The Bills could have done whatever they want offensively. They couldn't do anything, you know, defensively to stop Josh Allen. And offensively, Mac Jones looked horrendous. It was a freezing cold game in Buffalo in January. They just didn't play well with a not-so-good offense relying on its defense, and the defense got killed, so they got smoked. He headed into the next season. They have a defensive coordinator calling plays, and Mac Jones just didn't really have a good year, to be quite honest. Mac Jones just wasn't that good. He completed 65% of his passes. He didn't even have 3,000 yards. He had 14 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. To compare that to his rookie season, he almost threw for 4,000 yards. He threw for 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. His QBR was 56.9. Last year was 38.4. His passer rating was 92.5. His passer rating in 2022 was 84.8. You know, his completion percentage was better. Just look at every stat that matters. Yards average, you know, longest play even. And I know that's like such a small minor detail, but I really think it speaks to how awful his situation was with his offensive coordinator. His longest play last year was 75 yards, or 2021 was 75 yards. And in 2022, it was 48. That is awful. Awful. Especially... For Mac Jones, his completion percentage, look at everything. Attempts were down. Completion percentage was down. Yards was down. Average was down. Touchdowns, interceptions, longest play. He got sacked more. Lower pass rate. You just look from 21 to 22. His entire thing was messed up because of Matt Patricia. I look at the team now and I say, wow, they got a squad here. Not not a crazy team. Not a crazy team. They're not going to, you know, beat the Chiefs and, you know, go to the Super Bowl. But you look at this team, and I kind of like it. You got Jones, a quarterback, with Bill O'Brien, an offense coordinator, who's just the offense coordinator at Alabama. You got Mac Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, and Zeke now, which I don't know how much Zeke's going to play, but he will take goal line carries away from Stevenson. I stayed away from him in fantasy. Schuster, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. Not awful receivers. And Twy- uh, Tyquan Thornton who, when he got his opportunity last year, was pretty good for the Patriots. And then they got Keishon Bouye, who they drafted in this past year's draft. Then they got two good tight ends, Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki. The offensive line is still solid. David Andrews, Cole Strange, Trent Brown. The left side of the line is going to be good. The right side is a little bit of a question, but the Patriots always seem to figure out their offensive line issues. Then the defense. You know, Matthew Judon, ever since he's been a Patriot, he's been phenomenal for the for the New England Patriots. You got Lawrence Guy, you got uh, Juwan Bentley, you know, Jonathan Jones, Jabril Peppers, Christian Gonzalez, Kyle Duggar. The secondary is solid. The linebackers are good. The D-line's good. The reason I have him 7-10, tough division. And then you look at their opponents. So look at their out-of-conference or their out-of-division games, right? So not the AFC East. Just look outside their, their division. Philly, Dallas, New Orleans, Las Vegas, Washington, Indy, Giants, Chargers, Steelers, Chiefs, at Denver. Those are their out-of-division games. That's tough. And for a division that's tough for them already, with Buffalo, who's pretty much had their number the past few seasons, and Miami's played pretty well against them, and the Jets are the only team, the only team, 
that hasn't been able to beat the Patriots in the last few seasons. The Patriots own the Jets. And I actually do have the Patriots beating the Jets in Week 3 at the Jets. I think they go into New York and win that game, or New Jersey, whatever. They win that game. My problem with the Patriots, honestly, is that I just, you know, I haven't seen it with Bill O'Brien, you know, and Mac Jones and how that dynamic's going to work with the offense. This is a team, man. I have them at 7-10, but if they finish 9-8 and eight or something like that and they sneak their way, they're going to have to get 10 wins. Here's my thing with them. They can go 9-8, and eight and that's fine. They have to get 10 wins to make the playoffs. So any Patriots fan that thinks they're going to make the playoffs, I just don't see them winning 10 games. 10 games gets you in the playoffs in the AFC. And I think, at most, they win 9 games. So I don't see them making the playoffs, but they can definitely give teams like the Chiefs, the Bills, the Jets, Chargers, because the Chargers go to New England, uh, Miami, the Jets, Dallas. They could, they could give all those teams a tough outing. Problem is, I just don't know if they can win 9, 10 games. I think they win eight, or, 7 or 8 games this year, which isn't awful. A lot better than last year. I think they're going to be more competitive than last year. I haven't finishing 7 and 10, finishing last in the AFC East. Let's go to third place. In third place, I have the Dolphins finishing 9 and 8. And I know I'm going to get criticism for this, and you're going to say, how can you do that? You know, look at their offense. The fastest offense in the NFL, Mostert, Tyreek, Waddle, you know, they got all these playmakers. How could you say they're going to get in last place or third place? The offensive line is a question. The defense is okay. You know, their secondary is still not good. It's not good without Jalen Ramsey. Christian Wilkins is going to be a problem on that D-line, don't get me wrong, and Bradley Chubb. Xavier Howard is has been iffy the past season or two. I don't, I'm not a big fan of their offensive line outside of Teron uh, Armstead. Their offensive line is a huge question. And what it comes down to, honestly, with Miami, all it comes down to is Tua. If Tua plays 16, 17 games this year, 16 or 17 games this year, they will make the playoffs. But I don't trust Tua to stay healthy and for an entire season. When you look at their schedule, right? They open up at the Chargers and at New England. I think they might start the season 0-2. I think the Chargers, the problem what I have with Miami is that that game versus the Chargers in it was like it was like in December or whatever, the regular season game on Sunday night football. They got figured out by Brandon Staley. They got figured out. Like their like their offense got figured out. Like there's no there's no avoiding it. They got figured out by Brandon Staley. And Tua was awful, awful in that game. Couldn't complete a pass. Outside of the Tyree Kill fumble touchdown thing, they did nothing, nothing offensively, nothing. And the Dolphins' defense actually played pretty well. Justin Herbert just picked them apart with short passes and, you know, kept drives going. You look at the Chargers, I think that's a tough game for them. At New England, with Tom Brady returning to Gillette, because I think they're doing some Tom Brady ceremony, on Sunday Night Football, I think New England takes that game from you. And then you get Denver, then you're at Buffalo, which I don't like that game for you. You get the Giants and Car- uh, Giants and Panthers, which are probably two wins for you. At Philly's tough, you get New England, which you'll probably get re- redemption for from Week 2. Kansas City's a tough game. 
I understand it's, uh, I think the game's in Germany, but that's still a tough game for them. The Raiders, you should win that game, take care of business. I think you go into New Jersey and beat the Jets. Washington, you should take care of business. Ten, the last five games of the Dolphins season is going to dictate whether they get into the playoffs or not. It, it truly will. And let's name the five games. Tennessee at home, Monday Night Football. On the surface, that says, oh, the Dolphins? They'll take care of them. They'll smoke the Titans. I don't know, man. Vrabel always has these games. You could look back at every single season. He has these weird games. He did it versus Buffalo. I think it was last year uh, on Monday Night Football, or it might have been two years ago, where they won that game at home versus a great Bills team at the time. Vrabel always finds a way to win these weird games that he shouldn't win and should have no business winning. He'll find a way to make that game close. And if they win that game outright, I wouldn't be surprised. Then you get the Jets. I had you beating the Jets. I think you split with them. I think that's a loss. Then you have Dallas at Baltimore and Buffalo. I think Baltimore, like you look at Dallas, I you want to say that's a win? Fine. At Dallas, that's a really, really, really tough, or at, or at Baltimore, excuse me, it's a really tough game for you. If Lamar's healthy, which I think he will, because... You know, I personally think with Lamar, some of his stuff has just been unfortunate. Where with two, we've kind of seen the injury history. Lamar's really hasn't had an injury history. And when Lamar's starting at quarterback, the Ravens win their games at a 70% rate. Think about that. The Ravens are like 49 and 21 when Lamar is on the field. They win at almost like a 70% rate when he's on the field. That I think at Baltimore, and you got that's to me a win in your in game week 17. I like the home team that game. Then you get Buffalo, which, okay, you lose that game. You want to split with them, fine. You're still like nine and eight. You're you're nine and eight, and ten wins, ten wins. You need ten wins to get into the AFC playoffs, and ten wins may not just get you a spot because the Chargers are good, the Steelers are going to be good. I think the Dolphins are going to be in that race for until the very last game. Look at all those teams. You need 10 wins to get in. So I don't see a way where, you know, with the Dolphins, they get to 10 wins because I simply don't trust Tua. I really do not trust Tua. So I'm finishing 9-8 and eight and in, in the third place. In second place, I have the New York Jets. I'm, I'm in on the Jets. I understand it might be a trap. And, you know, Rodgers may not live up to the hype with the offensive line problems, which there are offensive line problems. But I'm going to tell you this. Aaron Rodgers will find a way to lead this team to the playoffs. He's got great receivers in Wilson, Hardman, Lazard. All the receivers have like a specific role, it seems like. Hardman seems like the deep threat. Garrett Wilson's just the stud wide receiver one. Alan Lazard's the great run blocking threat, but also can catch some passes along the way. And Cobb is just the great slot receiver. So you look at you know the wide receivers they got. They got some guys that just do their job, right? That's what the Jets have with the receivers. Two good run, or three good running backs, excuse me, and Hall, Dalvin Cook, and Michael Carter. And then they got Israel Abaconda, who I really like uh, out of the draft. He was a really good running back prospect. The line, the, the season to me comes down to the offensive line. 
If you give Aaron Rodgers a clean pocket with this team, they are going to be a problem for teams. Problem. And I will say this about the Jets. They are the only team that is best fitted to go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. I truly believe that. They are the only team that is suited from top to bottom to go into KC and beat Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs. I truly believe that. The Bengals I'm not a fan of because they're secondary. The Bills, something just screams that they're going to find a way to lose that game for some weird reason, even though they have all the tools. Uh, you, Jaguars, they have a secondary problem, but you know Lawrence could go toe-to-toe with Mahomes. It's possible. This team is best suited to beat the Chiefs. It really is. The only thing that comes down to is their offensive line. It's the only thing that comes down to. Outside of that, they have everything working for them. Rodgers, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard. I'm in on the Jets. You look at the defensive side of the ball. Sauce Gardner's going to be in for another great year. Jordan Whitehead and Adrian Amos at safety. DJ Reed, that corner tandem of Reed and Gardner is going to be awesome this year for the Jets. You also have Michael Carter, who's arguably one of the best slot corners in the NFL. Then you have C.J. Mosley at linebacker, who's aging but still playing at a pretty high level. Quincy Williams is still very good. He's a very good linebacker for the Jets. you got Carl Lawson and Quinton Williams, who's arguably the best interior defensive lineman in the game outside of Aaron Donald, maybe, and Dexter Lawrence, but he's neck and neck with those two. John Franklin Myers and Al Woods, they got a good team with Lawson, Johnson, and McDonald as the pass rushers for the Jets. This team is... Very good and best suited to beat the Jets or to beat the Chiefs. Look at their schedule. Schedule is a problem for me. They open up prime time versus the Bills at Dallas, which seems like a very uh, interesting game with Parsons and Lawrence pass rushing against that offensive line. New England, Kansas City at Denver, Philadelphia, and the Giants and the Chargers. The first nine games are hell. The first nine games for the Jets is absolute hell. If they find a way to be a 500 team or better, they're going to win a lot of games this year because entering the mid part of November, they get the Raiders, the Bills again, Dolphins, then everything lightens up. Atlanta, Houston, at Miami, Washington, at Cleveland, at New England. I think this is a 10-win team, and I think they finish second place and they finish a game, one game, behind the division champs, the Buffalo Bills. Let's get to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, I've had my uh, concerns about them in the offseason. I talked about Josh Allen when we did the top 10 quarterbacks list. I have had my concerns with them. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but the problem for me, which I've had, was that the offensive line's not great for the Bills. And to be honest with you, the defense, I think, is extremely overrated. It was a top 10 unit last year. I don't expect it to be this year. The secondary does scare me a little bit. At Oliver... Von Miller, we don't know when he's going to be back, Von Miller. Matt Milano is an excellent linebacker. Tredavious White, Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde. They still have, uh, you know, Kyer Elam. DeMar Hamlin will help out in the secondary. They have a solid team. They do. I just don't know the dynamic between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I really don't know. Is it good? Is it bad? We really don't know. We really don't know about this Bills team. I'm taking the high road, and I say the Bills are still going to be a great team here, no matter how how you slice it. 
But this is their – the Bills got expectations. This is their year to do something. If the Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl, they're going to beat Mahomes, if they're going to do anything of substance, of getting to the Super Bowl, it's this year. This is the only year they got because Stefan Diggs, if you go out early again, he's going to get even more mad than he was in the offseason. Telling us now, this is the only time that the Bills got to go win the Super Bowl. This is their moment. And I kind of like them uh, quietly, to be honest with you. I just don't know, you know, if they draw, because I haven't been the four seed in the AFC, because I think Jacksonville and Cincinnati and KC will all finish ahead of them in terms of division rankings. If they have the matchup with the Jets, I don't like that matchup for them at all. At all. I don't like that matchup at all. So I have them uh, as the four seed in the AFC and the Jets as a five seed in the AFC playoff picture. With the Bills, comes down to the offensive line. If the offensive line holds up, Josh Allen would be in for an MVP caliber season. If they don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. But I think the Bills finish 11-6 and six and are the AFC East champs. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with the AFC South. Yeah, we just finished the AFC East. I'm really excited for the NFL season. We'll have the Shags 5, game predictions, and all that stuff upcoming this week. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the AFC South. Okay, so now it's time to do the AFC South, which I think the AFC South is a pretty interesting division for a few different reasons. One, you have two rookie quarterbacks, two top 10 pick uh, rookie quarterbacks in C.J. Stroud and in Anthony Richardson. Both teams who I think have young talent, if we're talking about these two teams like two or three years down the line, we're saying, ah, maybe these teams are playoff contenders, you know, with – you know, acquiring new young talent. Maybe they, you know, do something in the playoffs. Maybe they're within even their own division. So here's how the AFC South division odds look. So at plus 1,000, you got the Houston Texans in last place. You got the Colts at plus 550. The Titans at plus 310. And then you got the Jaguars at minus 155. So FanDuel obviously thinks that the Jaguars are going to run away with the division. And I think they'd be mostly right, but we'll get to them in a second. So let's get to the division prediction. So in last place, I do have the Houston. I actually, I have the Indianapolis Colts in last place. Excuse me. I have the Colts finishing in last at a record of four and 13. So here's my logic behind why I think the Colts are going to finish in last. Has nothing to do with Anthony Richardson and him being good in his rookie season. Has nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing. One, we don't know when Jonathan Taylor is going to come back, okay? We, we really don't know. So Jonathan Taylor is a huge question mark. He's gone for at least the first four games. He, he's put on the pup list. So he's not going to play for the first four games of the season. I look at the receivers. Pittman Jr. is good, and Alex Pierce is okay. You've got a speedy receiver and Josh Downs. The line is good. Uh, Quentin Nelson's obviously good. Ryan Kelly's pretty good. But outside of that, they do have a few question marks on the offensive line. Defensively, I think they're actually solid. They did lose Bobby O'Karake in free agency, but they do have uh, Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner. They got uh, Shaq, uh, Shaq Leonard, uh, Zaire Franklin, Kenny Moore, Julian Blackman. A, I would say a suspect secondary. Uh, Kenny Moore's good, and Julian Julian Blackman's okay. But outside of that, it's a huge question mark with their cornerback too, and then their free safety as well. Um, they did hire Shane Steichen to be their head coach. For the Indianapolis Colts, he came from Philadelphia. He was the offensive coordinator for Philly, so it's one of the two offensive coordinators that Philly lost. 
He's going to be a great offensive coach for Richardson. I think Richardson could put up some huge numbers in his rookie season. My problem with them is the running game is, I think, going to be mostly Anthony Richardson, like QB power, QB draw, stuff like that. I don't really know what to expect from this team. And the reason I have him finishing in last, my final point, is the Texans kind of need to win, like, five games. So, like, they're, you know, the Cardinals don't have the first two picks in the draft because the Cardinals traded with Houston because I think Houston wanted to, yeah, Houston wanted to move up to get, uh, it was Will Anderson. They moved up to get Will Anderson. They traded with the Cardinals in the draft on draft night. So they gave up their future first-round pick, and it's this year. So if the Cardinals finish in last place, like I expect them to do, they'll have the first pick. And then if the Texans are a bottom two, bottom three team in the NFL, they could they could potentially have the first two picks in the NFL draft, which would be crazy. And honestly, a great start to a rebuild if you're the Cardinals. The Colts, really, I think, you know, you look at their schedule. They open up with Jacksonville at home, which I do think they can win that game. They get Houston at home, which is another game they can win. At Baltimore, tough game. Probably not going to win that one. You got the Rams, which is a 50-50 game at home. You get the Titans, which is a 50-50 game at home. You have two game, uh, You have three games I think you're going to lose in Jacksonville, Cleveland, and New Orleans. At Carolina is a 50-50 game. New England, I don't think you're going to win. Belichick owns rookie quarterbacks. I think Tampa Bay's defense is going to give – Anthony Richardson problems, and I think the Bucks will beat the Colts. Then you get the Titans at Tennessee. They probably split. At Cincinnati, it's probably a loss. Pittsburgh, that's probably a loss. At Atlanta, it's probably a loss. You look at Las Vegas, I think Las Vegas probably beats them, and then you get Houston again. So, to me, I have them around four wins. They do win a few of those 50-50 games, but, you know, I think they're overmatched in terms of their schedule with teams like the Browns, the Jaguars, the Steelers and the Bengals and the Ravens, like those teams, because they play the entire AFC North. They could potentially go 0-4 in that conference or in that division, if you ask me, in the head-to-head. With the Colts, I do have them finishing 4-13 and in last place in the AFC South. Let's go to third place. Third place, I have the Houston Texans. So the Texans, they had a good draft. They hired D'Amico Ryans as their head coach. He was the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. So, you know, the Shanahan coaching tree is obviously looking great right now. You got Mike McDaniel, Robert Sala, and uh, D'Amico Ryans, all head coaches from the 49ers coaching staff. So Shanahan looks great in the process. So Texans hired D'Amico Ryans. They drafted C.J. Stroud with their first-round pick, one of two first-round picks. And then the other one they used on Will Anderson Jr., who I really like out of Alabama. I think he's going to be a dangerous edge rusher in the NFL. Give him a few years, he'll be great. Outside of that, the defense isn't great. They did add Jimmy Ward at safety. He came over from San Francisco to the Texans. The offense, I think, is going to be an interesting thing. I'd like to see how they play in week one because they have Nico Collins, Robert Woods, Tank Dell, and John Mechie at receiver. They have Damian Pierce and Singletary, which I think is a solid one-two punch at running back. Their line isn't awful. They have Shaq Mason and Larry Tunsil on the O-line. They have Dalton Schultz at tight end. The offense isn't awful. I just think the defense is pretty bad, and that's kind of why I have them finishing a little lower than people think. Or not think, but then what their team will be. Because their offense is good. The problem is the defense. And maybe D'Amico Ryans flips it around for the defense because – 
you know, he is a defensive-minded coach, and maybe he does flip it around. But I don't see that happening. I do expect some uh, growing pains from Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Throughout the year, it's going to happen to all. It happens to all rookie quarterbacks for the most part. There are very few quarterbacks in the NFL as rookies that don't go through uh, growing pains in the NFL. I think Stroud will definitely go through some, and I think Richardson will definitely go through some because he's a he's not really a pocket passer, where Stroud's more of you know like a precision passer. So yeah, with Stroud, I think the offense actually is gonna be great. I just have questions about the defense, and that's really what it comes down to, and that's why. I think they can be in games with tough teams like the Ravens. I think they could definitely give them a run for their money on uh, opening weekend, week one. So here's what their schedule looks like. At Baltimore, home against the Colts in week two. At Jacksonville, home versus Pittsburgh. At Atlanta, New Orleans. Then you get a bye week. At Carolina, Tampa Bay. At Cincinnati, Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver. Then you're at the Jets, at the at the Titans, Home against the Browns, home against the Titans, and then you get the Colts at Indy to close out the season. Again, they're similar to the uh, the Colts. They're overmatched in a lot of these games. Cleveland's going to be overmatched for them, I think. Denver, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, you, New Orleans will be an overmatched for C.J. Stroud. So when you look at the schedule, I think they're going to be overmatched in a few games. But I definitely think they could upset a few teams along the way here and there, like the Steelers or the Ravens in Week 1, the Jaguars potentially a uh, division game don't be surprised i am at five and 12 i think they kind of just need to win those games to make sure that pick isn't great for the cardinals it's not in great as i mean in the top three if they can get that pick to like seven or eight it's not the worst thing in the world but you know again you're still missing out on a top 10 draft pick so i do think they'll have a good season i look at this team they got two good running backs the team is solid I think next year, I think in the next two years, they'll be really good because, you know, they're a rebuilding team. Same thing with the Colts. They'll have money in the offseason and free agency. So I do think they'll be good in a few years, but I don't think this is their year. I think they'll go through some growing pains as a very young team. I am finishing 5 and 12. Okay. So in second place, I do have the Tennessee Titans. I have them finishing 9 and 8. So here's the thing with the Titans I think they're very. A very interesting team. So you look at them and you say, okay, right? You have these teams with, you know, like the Dolphins who are always like kind of flashy because, you know, they always, you know, they put up big numbers offensively and stuff like that. You have uh, the Browns with Deshaun Watson. So you have all these teams and, you know, they're kind of flashy, right? You know, the Dolphins are minus 105 to make the playoffs. When I look at this team, I think it comes down to a few things. One, what is Ryan Tannehill right now, right? And what's the quarterback situation looking like in Tennessee? Because if the quarterback situation isn't awful, they can definitely make a playoff push here. Because whatever you, you know your opinions are about the Titans, they are going to be competitive in every single game that they play. Every single game. They were competitive with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Like, they're going to be competitive this year in all games. So let's see what their schedule looks like. At New Orleans is a tough game. Derek Carr's first game as a Saint. I think that's a loss. I think you lose to the Chargers, so you're 0-2 at home to start the season. Then you lose at Cleveland. I think you do beat – actually, I think you win at Cleveland. I think it's a game you steal on the road. Then you beat Cincinnati at Indy. I think you win that game. Baltimore, 50-50 game. You got Atlanta. You should win that game. 
at Pittsburgh, tough game. I'm a Steeler fan. I think Tennessee takes that game from us. They play ten. Pittsburgh plays Tennessee and New England. They're definitely going to lose one of those games. I just don't know which one. And it'll be a boring Thursday night football game because they're both on Thursday night. They're definitely losing one of those games. At Tampa Bay is a very winnable game. At Jacksonville is tough. You get Carolina and Indy. Those are two very winnable games. At Miami is tough. But I do think, I talked about this in the beginning, I do think Tennessee pulls that game out because I just think, you know, with the flashiness offensively, I do think they'll end up pulling that game out and winning that game outright. Weird game for Vrabel. He goes into Miami late in the year and wins. It's classic Mike Vrabel. Then you get the Texans again, or you get the Texans for the first time. You get Seattle, then Houston again at Houston, and then you get Jacksonville home. I think they win nine games. I think they're going to win nine games. I think they will keep themselves in the hunt of the AFC South. And I do think they'll finish 9-8 with a winning record. I think Vrabel finds a way, and the team will finish 9-8. and eight. You look at this team. They got a good roster, right? Henry Hopkins, Traylon Burks. The wide receivers are a little bit of a question, but I do think the offensive line's improving, and the defensive line's really good. Jeffrey Simmons, you got uh, Tier Tart. You look at the defensive line. Defensive line's really good. The linebackers are okay. I don't like their secondary. Bayard's good, but their corners are a major question. Major question. Uh, Roger McCreary uh, is like the third-string corner, and Caleb Farley, who was a first-round pick a few years ago, got hurt in preseason. So he's going to be out. I do think it comes down to the secondary and how the passing attack looks. Those are two things. If their passing tack's good and their secondary is better than it was last year, then I think they'll win nine games, which I do think both those aspects will improve. So I have the Titans finishing nine and eight. Okay, so in first place, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. And everyone's kind of torn of like how to rate the Jaguars. Are they Super Bowl contenders? Are they not Super Bowl contenders? I'm here to tell you that the Jacksonville Jaguars are indeed Super Bowl contenders. They got an elite quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. They have Travis Etienne, a running back, which is solid. They got two good wide receivers. Christian Kirk played like a wide receiver one last year. And Calvin Ridley is going to be in for a monster season. Evan Ingram was very good last year. The O-line is a little bit of a question. Cam Robinson is suspended for, I think, the first four games. It was their best uh, offensive tackle last year He uh, for, for performance enhancement. Uh, enhancement drugs so he's out for the first four games of the season so he probably won't come back until the buffalo game yeah uh brand sheriff at right guard the line will be better once he comes back then you look at the defense and i think the defense is an interesting aspect the d line isn't great but they've got uh three good linebackers josh allen devin lloyd and uh alulacan they got trayvon walker who they drafted early last year who I kind of thought was a reach. You got Tyson Campbell, a corner. You still have Rayshon Jenkins, who's an awesome safety. He's been good for a while. The defense is solid. So when you look at this team, I think they're going to outscore a bunch of teams this year. They open up at Indy and then home against Kansas City. I think they might go 2-0 through that stretch, even though that Indy game is really tough. They might look ahead to Kansas City, and then they lose to Indy. They get Houston and Atlanta. Those, I think, are two wins for the most part. Buffalo, I think they win that game. Indy, I think they win that game at home. Then you're at New Orleans and at Pittsburgh. Those could be two losses, which I do think will happen. I think those are two losses. Then you get San Francisco, which probably is a loss. You get Tennessee and Houston. 
I think you win both of those games. You get Cincinnati and Cleveland. I think you go one and one through that stretch. Uh, I think you do beat Baltimore at home. You beat the Bucks. You beat the Car. Uh, you beat the Panthers, and then Week 18. I don't really know what the deal is, but I do have them finishing 11 and six and third place in the AFC uh, playoff picture. So that's what my prediction for them is. I do think they're Super Bowl contenders. I think you look at them; they are a Super Bowl contender. They have an electric offense. They have a great head coach, great coaching staff, uh, elite quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. He will uh, rise into the top 10 this year. I truly believe that. I think they're in for a great year, to be completely honest with you. I think they're in for a monster season, and I think the Jaguars are going to prove a lot of people wrong. I think either Trevor Lawrence or Jalen Hurts is going to win MVP this year. I'm putting my money on Jalen Hurts just because if he has a better chance of getting the one seed than Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence does because he would have to outlast Mahomes. Allen and Burrow to get to the division, uh, not even just the division, uh, the number one seed in the AFC. I think Hertz has an easier path to that uh, MVP than Lawrence does. That's just my opinion. So that'll do it for today's episode of the Shaq Sports Talk podcast. Make sure you check out the Twitter. Uh, that's where I'll be posting a lot during the NFL season. You know, you got basketball around the corner. It's in like a month or so, roughly. So you do got basketball, and then the MLB playoffs are – you know, almost a month away. So we got a lot of stuff coming your way, not just NFL, also NBA and a little bit of uh, baseball as well. So, you know, make sure you guys tune in the podcast, make sure notifications on, check out the Twitter and all that good stuff. And I'll see you next time on the Shag Sports Talk podcast. The Shag Sports Talk podcast is out.